They came to podcast for all mankind. My name is Dan Moore, and welcome back to NASA Vending Machine, where I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Jason Snell. Hi, Jason. Hi, Dan. I uh, If they keep digging around on Mars, do you think they might find a vending machine down there, like left by ancient <laughs> astronauts or something? I worry they might dig too deep. Mm. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. But I, I do know what kind of, uh, I think I know what kind of candy that they have on Mars. Is it a is it a lava bar? Isn't a lava bar type of candy? I don't I don't, I don't know. know a lava tube, remember. a lava tube, lava tubes. They're like they're like uh, licorice, basically. Mm, sure, they're red licorice. There you go. Yeah, that, there you go. There you got it. Call you us. Got it. We've we've got the marketing for you, it, Mars. It's, it's season three, episode eight, the Sands of Aries. Aries. Mm, I mean, another another name for Mars. Another name for Mars, and they're sand, and they they got to drain the sand. And they, so that's what this episode is. Uh, yeah, I mean, basically, we we were left off uh, last week with uh, basically all of <laughs> many of our main characters possibly being trapped in a landslide. Uh, so this, as this week begins, uh, NASA has figured out that there has been a landslide and is going to go rescue everybody from the. Uh, um, Helix, Heli- yeah. Helios, Helios uh, base. Helios base. Right. Like, I like that they back us up so that they that we see the U.S. base and they feel the quake of right. the landslide. Right. It's not an earthquake, clearly, as, as we're told. It's a Mars quake. Um, it, our uh, Alexi, our uh, cos- uh, cosmonaut Kelly's boyfriend, is digging himself up. He threw he throws up in my in his helmet, which I note is never good. No. Uh, and he f- finds uh, at least. One dead uh, Helios astronaut, our friend the computer nerd, uh, yep. whose visor got smashed in the landslide, um, and uh, he then they f- he locates Louisa, who is the uh, she I don't know what her background is. Is she German? Anyways, she's yeah. one of the other Helios ones, um, and they sort of are stumbling around. Uh, they she notes that the M Sam and the fuel factory are basically all buried right now. That is a bigger issue, which may come into play in the next couple of weeks. Right. Um, we discover, I believe, that some of the others have survived, but there is no word about uh, Ed or Danny, who uh, we lost. We lost uh, making for one of the Habs. Right. Um, and there are currently they don't have comms on the surface because the their antenna has been buried. Right. Um. Danny and Ed are trapped in an airlock. As we speculated last time, yep. that they would yep. be spending some quality time together. A little bit of a bottle episode for them. Mm-hmm. Um, Danny is treating Ed's wound, which was the result of the shrapnel that he took, basically, when the drill uh, exploded. Right. Uh, he There is no exit wound, so uh, he is in trouble. Yeah. And... Because they're stuck in an airlock underneath a whole bunch of sand, they are running out of oxygen. Uh, and we uh, uh, also learn that uh, basically uh, Danny, who took a lot of <laughs> did a lot of drugs last time around, mm-hmm. is coming down and going through withdrawal because he's like sweating a whole bunch. Um, uh, Alexi and Louisa come back to the other hab where the uh, other survivors are, uh, and they're like sending out a search party basically. Uh, Alexi also is not looking great at this point. He's taking some aspirin too. Um, but he and Kelly go out in the rover and they drive it around in a search pattern and eventually find the beacon for the hab, but it's 20 meters below the surface. 
So, uh, yeah, Danny and Ed are still going back and forth. Uh, and Danny starts taking sort of cheap shots about uh, Shane being afraid of his dad and only coming alive when uh, Ed was out in space, <laughs> which unsurprisingly makes Ed kind of angry. And they get into a fist fight. Also yeah. a great thing to do Perfect time. when you have limited oxygen and one of you is bleeding. <laughs> uh, as a result, Ed's wound opens back up. Uh, and he's not doing great, but Danny is, you know, kind of, you know, it's that moment where you're you're play fighting with your friends or whatever, and then somebody gets actually hurt, and you're like, oh no, this got serious, right? But that that leads to what I hoped we would get, uh, and they really they're trying to push these characters like to the limit, right? Yes, to to the the like the absolute edge. They're running out of air. Ed may be dying of this wound, and he, you know. He, Danny makes this whole thing about Shane, which which is a whole uh, like it's pushing the buttons more than you could possibly push them, and it gets them to have those um, those moments, right? They 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 have that that um, and then Ed being re injured after the fist fight and all that that, that leads right. to that moment where they have the conversation, which feel really feels like it's what this whole thing is leading up to, which is. You know, Ed feels guilty because he fought with Kelly the last time he saw her, and now he said yeah. that could be our last configuration. And Danny, and he says, I fought with Shane, too. You're right. I fought with Shane the last time I saw him, too. And then this moment that I didn't, I mean, we've complained about Danny this season because he's this season's Karen, and not in a good way. It's in a bad way because last season's Karen was bad. Um, this, I was totally not expecting this, where he's like, you're not the only one who sinned against Shane. And he says, everybody thought Shane was the troublemaker in the ring later, yep. and I let them think it. It was never his idea. It was, he, you know, he forgave me every time. Yeah. I'm the reason he was grounded. Um, you know, otherwise he wouldn't have been on his bike and he wouldn't have died. And and you're like, oh, well, here is one of the reasons that Danny is so messed up, yep. is that he has been holding this in and, and, and blaming himself for this the whole time. And then he goes on and says, I have spent the rest of my life trying to live up to Shane and who he would have been. And right. I messed it all up. And now I'm going to leave my wife and my kid, just like my mom and dad left me. Yep. And yep. And it is, you know, there's a lot, it's a lot of feelings, but I feel like it's pretty well earned given the history of the three seasons of this show. Sure. Yeah. We spent a lot of time with this character. And if you're ever going to have these kind of moments, the truth is, I mean, cause it is, yes, it's is melodramatic. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. But like when you're about to die on Mars, <laughs> this is when you might have that conversation. And I really love that moment where Joel Kinnaman puts his hand on like the face of uh, on Danny's face like he's trying to reach out to him and say like you know it's okay like we all blame ourselves but like you know and 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 of course which leads to the hilarious realization where he's like gonna tell him about Karen and he says so there's something I need to tell you and then boom they blow the hole in the other plot line that we'll get back to they blow the the hole in the lava tube that allows the sand to drain so they could be rescued and so we never have that it's a perfect it's that classic perfect timing moment of Um, I have this thing to tell you but he doesn't he doesn't tell him that part but I really like that scene I I felt like for all of our complaints about Danny um this is all pretty well established and set up and believable um given what we know from the the all three seasons of the show. This is a place where it feels like the destination is better than the journey. <laughs> oh yeah. Like oh, yeah, and it's yeah. earned because they spend all this time talking about it, but at the same time it is definitely a case where 
I see what where you wanted to get with this and how you wanted to do this. I don't love the way that you you know went basically yes. all the long way it took you to get here. But I, I appreciate what you were shooting for at the end of this, uh, which is trying to bring these two characters together. And they have this extremely complex relationship, right? I mean, not only you know do we have the revelations about Danny and Shane in this episode, but you know, the two of them, you know, Ed's Ed's son died, uh, Danny's parents died, so they have this complex pseudo-father-son relationship going on. It really is almost... I mean, I made a joke about this earlier in the season, I think, but it is basically Oedipal, Oedipus. right? It is, it is Oedipus. It is literally it really Oedipus. Is. Yeah, so he, he sleeps with his sort of surrogate mother, and he almost kills his uh, surrogate father. Yeah. And yeah, uh, the question is, are they going to sort of get out of this alive? Um, in our in our last bit here, and we'll sort of talk about this when the plot lines dovetail a bit more, but Ed and Danny do make it out, and uh, the Russian doctor does surgery on Ed and removes the shrapnel, and it seems like he is going to recover. Right. Um, so the the other plot lines in this episode, sort of the big B plot, is, of course, NASA trying to figure out how they're going to get them out uh, now that they've been buried. Uh, this is actually fun. This is like the most like Apollo 13-y it style. Is, yeah, it right? totally like, is Apollo 13. Everybody, so all the Russians and Helios, they all pack up, and they're like, we're going to NASA. We got to go, you know, basically all work together. Dev seems to have like an almost come to Jesus moment in this episode where he's uh-huh. like, yeah, I'm go- all right. I'm going to help you find Ed. Like whatever, whatever happens, I- I'm going to help you, Karen. Well, and he, I, he, he says he kind of so drops he, his pretense. And he has, he has his moment with Margo. Um, he, a key mm-hmm. line from mm-hmm. Dev is I'm an engineer, which yeah. I thought was really good. Cause I think that the strong suggestion there is that Dev forgot that he's an engineer. He right. became a billionaire a visionary. Uh, yeah visionary right when he's actually an engineer and that's what he's good at and maybe he needs to get back to what made him so successful and and back to basics um but i also really like the idea that like because dev has been kind of a villain not not a lot but a little bit right he's been Mm -hmm. misguided and he walks out on the meeting and he's sitting in the observation area behind mission control which is a real thing great shot of him sitting there from behind where he's looking out on it and he's in the center of the screen it's a it's a really nice bit of bit of framing there yeah so it's a um it, it is a real place i've been in that sp- that space in real in real life it's cool and he's sitting there staring out and he's alone and margo is and again this is coded as very much like get your head in the game you jerk <laughs> Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And yet that's not what it is. Right. Like Dev is, he says, I, I sometimes do my best thinking alone. And you get the sense like he's really trying to figure this out. And he, he is trying to embrace the fact that he is an engineer. He's a very smart person. And he's going to try and, and he has, you know, basically vowed to, to solve this problem himself. And he's taken this burden on and he is working the problem in his own head. And as somebody who, has a different style of working myself. Like I'm one of those people who um, would often be like somebody's somebody's uh, in a classroom, somebody's lecturing about something like in college and I'm just sort of like staring at the ceiling mm-hmm. and, the, and they're like, are you not paying attention? And it's like, no, that's not it. <laughs> yeah, I am paying I pay attention. attention. Yeah. I'm just not looking at you, right? This is yeah. this reminded me of that a little bit. Like he's doing his own thing. And I, I like this. I like this for Dev. Like it's well, like Dev is re-engaging here. And what's interesting about it, too, is that by putting it through the lens of Margot, who we also know is somebody who doesn't work well with other people, like, they have a lot in common as this, we go through this scene, right? Like, Dev talks about his dad having helped build rocket parts, and then when the Apollo 
a 23 blew up, lost his job because they basically were like, well, we got, we need all new suppliers and need to revamp everything. And right. ended up like driving a cab. And, you know, this, it kind of echoes Margot, you know, talking about her, you know, her relationship with Von Braun and like, she also was sort of grew up in this industry and, you know, she obviously came up through being, uh, you know, basically an engineer and all of this. They have a lot more in common as characters, I think. And this is what this scene is about, is them sort of realizing how to relate to each other, people who are nominally rivals, but are really in some ways more similar than different. Uh, and I thought she's, she's the despite all her problems, and we'll get into some of those too, um, she and she is very similar to him, so she's a great lens uh, through which to see Dev. Um, but yes, but Dev comes up with the idea of essentially instead of trying to dig him out, which we just we don't have time to do. By the time we do it, they'll run out of air. He suggests there's a lava tube below the hab. The they should essentially set off a bomb. Yeah, uh, and I love that scene because there's a scene where all these people are asking questions, and Dev's like, eh, "These are engineering problems, and we are engineers." Like that's that to me was the great moment of being like. Everything else that once we, you know, yeah, this is dangerous, but we can use the math to figure out where do we put it, how, how big an explosion does it need to be, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I thought that was just a real fun scene where it's like, let's just do it. Let's, you know, let's crunch the numbers. Yeah. And it's like, oh, we need to be careful. And this is one of those things, too, where it's like NASA versus the kind of uh, the wild Helios culture. Where it's like, mm. oh, you know, what are you talking about? We can't do explosions. And it's like, this is how we save them. So we're going to do it. <laughs> right, I'm like, okay, right. I guess this is yeah, what's going to happen. Yeah. Your other Dev's, option is Dev's sitting there and Dev. letting them suffocate. Is that a better option? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you're um, right. These are engineering problems and we are engineers is such a great moment. It is a really good good moment. Um, and then uh, another sort of parallel line to this which i think is actually kind of great although it's a little complex which is karen going to spend time with uh danny's wife amber right and she basically shows up and it's the echoes of those first season things with all the astronaut wives where they all sort of bonded when the you Uh know the men were in space and they all looked out for each other and would answer the phones and all of that and so we get like a Karen is like a one person support group for this because she's the only one who's sort of still around that kind of remembers like this is how we did things. We looked out for our own, right? We took care of the the spouses when they were back, you know, on Earth and wondering if their, you know, partner was going to make it home alive. Yeah. Uh, and I have to give great credit to Chantal Van Sant and to her makeup team here because I had this moment of watching her with Amber and they make her look, she really does look like so much old like you know yeah. essentially like a motherly figure like i look them up and they're like maybe five to six years apart in age yeah. right like they're really close in age but they do a great job of not just her look and looking older but her her whole manner of like i've been through this before and i'm gonna be sort of here for you and watch out for you i think she does a fantastic job in this episode i agree um, it's it this is one of the ways in which this idea of it being kind of a saga over many decades um, they have this challenge because they have the, to age the actors down and, and then up. Um, but they do a good job here. They're really trying hard to, to, to the point where I think you, I mean, you have to go with it, but I think, I think Chantel Vincent does a very good job here. And you're right. Yeah. The makeup people do it too. Um, it's a good scene. I like that Jimmy is, yeah. is buzzing around too. And it's, again, yeah. it's sort of like Jimmy is also messed up. He is in with the conspiracy theorists and all of that. And, but it also is the, it is the trauma of losing his parents, right? That's what's yeah, going on yeah. here. And now here, now his brother may be lost as well. And he's, you know, yelling at the, 
the ads for right. you know yeah. alternate universe Viagra <laughs> um, and, and and all of that. But it, it, and it turns it's Karen, and then Karen gets to be motherly to them, and like we're gonna make dinner, and she's showing showing Danny's wife the the ropes of being an astronaut's wife. Right. But yeah, here's what exactly. you do, and then in the end, you get that where. You know, you 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 get that they're okay, and Jimmy is there too, and it's uh, like I like I like the whole thing, and I like that it is not just uh, Danny's wife, but it's also Jimmy, um, because you sort of see that you know, because Jimmy's always been like you you said I think maybe last time Jimmy's always been kind of like on the fence about like he keeps thinking like oh this isn't you know yeah conspiracy and he's like oh, I don't know and like right. this is one of those moments where. Um, I like that they're kind of like pulling him back in a little bit where you, you yeah, get to I mean, see he him. Does, yeah. He does really come around, I think, at the end there because he accuses Karen at the beginning of being like, oh, you're just telling us the same fake news that's right. on the on the TV or whatever. And she doesn't, I mean, to her credit, doesn't really like engage or try to talk him out of it. She's just like, okay, well, I'm going to go do this thing that's actually yeah. important and you can go do whatever you need to do. Um, but that, like you said, when it, it comes at the end and, and they find out that they're alive, his his relief is palpable and genuine, right? Like that, yes, he thought about conspiracies and whatever, but like, because you can see in the way that he he expresses himself that his conviction is, my brother's already dead. They just haven't yeah. told us, right? right? They're just lying about it. They're just lying about they it. They come right? up with a and, story. Yeah, and, and when it's alive, when it turns out that, that Danny's alive, he's, I think, shocked, essentially, that it's like, oh, wait, like that sort of wipes away a lot of this. Something thinking, good happened in space? Yes, yeah, so that, that doesn't seem right. <laughs> so, the, which t- I guess takes us to the, the, the kind of key scene in that whole plot line, which is Jimmy confronts Karen um, about mm-hmm. her and Danny. Yeah. Um, and she tries to deny it, and he says, don't bother denying it, and she looks really upset. And I wrote in my notes, she could really use one of those goo balls about now. <laughs> 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 but there's no goo balls to, ha- to be had. Uh, and, okay, this is the show. It's almost like the show is having a dialogue with itself or with us yeah. about last season a little bit. Because Karen says, I was angry and I wanted to do something that was wrong. And he says, "Oh, yeah, but why, Danny?" And and her answer is because I trusted him, basically not tell anybody. And and let's hear it for Jimmy. Jimmy says, "No, you used him. Yeah, just like everybody else used him. Which, given what we what we see with Danny saying, I'm just trying to live up to being Shane. It's like Danny was also on this path himself, right? Like yeah. everybody was using Danny to do things that Danny right. didn't want to do, including Danny." Um, and, and he says he always tried to live up to what everyone else thought he should be. Right. So it's like, it is, it is a perfect lead into that other conversation that then happens, um, in the, in the hab, which happens basically right after this, um, really a good one, two punch. I like that he's interrogating Karen and calling her on her BS, which is great because she's got a lot of it from last season and mm-hmm. the show should not run away with it. And then you get that final scene where they're looking up at the stars. <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> like space. I hate it with every fiber space. of my being. Yeah. And just like, I know, I know, I know the yeah. feeling. Yeah. Um, our other plot lines include, we still, you know, towards the beginning of the show, we have Ellen who's gone to visit Pam. Yeah. Uh, two scenes with Ellen in this yeah, episode, some, some Actually, some kind of great scenes because, so first of all, Ellen and Pam, and basically Ellen, you know, gets Pam to come clean and, and say, you lied to me about why you left. And she's yeah. like, 
Yep, pretty much. I did. This is why I thought you. I thought you could make a difference. I guess I was wrong. <laughs> I, I really, I really like. Well, yeah, that that is such a great moment. I guess I was wrong. You're not. And she's like, look, you can only do so much. And, yeah, and that's exactly. the classic argument, right? Is I put you in this position of power to make change, and then you didn't make change. And the excuse is always like, well, yeah, but it's harder to do that than you think. And there's truth in that, but there's also the truth that you get in that position and you don't. You, it, and things don't change, and then it's an excuse. But what I really like, and again, the thing I didn't expect in the scene is when, you know, it could be like Pam kind of weepily answering Ellen and being like, I did love you, but I had to do this because you had so much, I didn't want to hold you back. And that's not what she, I mean, she sort of says that, but then she says, it wouldn't last. We could have this mm-hmm. life, and I've thought about it, and you've thought about it, what would our life have been like? But it wouldn't last because it would eat at you that you could yeah. be doing more. And I am not interested in pretending that we could do this and then have it all fall apart because you wanted more. And and it, it's a, I really like that because I think that it's a, a much more complex and also a truthful kind of idea that it's not like I just did it for you. It's like, I also did it for me because you would not be able to stay happy because you right. knew you could run NASA or be the president of the United States. And, you know, unsaid here, I think, is blame me. You would resent me. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, and we wouldn't yeah. be together in the end. So, so what did I give up? I gave up some happiness that would then end. So yeah. maybe I should just let you go, which is what I did. I, I like, yeah. like that scene a lot. Love Pam. Love Pam. Yeah. Yeah, and this is echoed later on as basically Ellen goes back and Larry's giving her a hard time for like, where you been? Like, you you just disappeared. And she's like, oh, the Secret Service was with me. Don't, don't worry about it. Uh, and then she confesses to going to see Pam and Larry's like, are you, what's wrong with you? Are you nuts? And, and she's like, really? You, you're, you're the one who's going <laughs> to lecture, lecture me about this? Yeah. Uh, also, the course, response is, are, are you out of your mind? And she says, close to it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and then... With a really great moment at the end where, like, you know, the people are coming in to essentially brief them about what's going on. Yeah. And she's like, Larry, give us the room. Give us the room. <laughs> and Larry is shut out. Larry has lost his access. So oh, yeah. uh, driving a wedge between the two of them, which will be an interesting thing to see mm-hmm. exactly how that plays out. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Give us the room is great. A uh, little historical note. They, it's the VP and the NASA administrator who is Dick Truly, a real astronaut who flew shuttle missions. Uh, he's the, they name drop him that he's the he's the NASA administrator here coming in to talk about what's going on on Mars and then there is the Larry give us the room and what's he going to say no she's the president of the United States ah oh, yeah Dang. that is that is all good stuff I I um yeah 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 that's good stuff uh on Mars the other sort of as the the other side of the Ed and Danny plot is Will and Roland have to go set the charges and yes. uh, Danielle's like. I don't be care a problem. What your problem is deal with it, and they're like, <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. I thought that was a great scene yeah. too because it's, there's a small scene with them where they're setting it, and Will keeps like rechecking everything, and he's like, I just really want to be sure. And I was like, oh god, are they going to kill him? Is it going to blow up? Like, what's going to happen? They're fine, as far as I can tell. It seems like they got out okay, and everything was fine, which I enjoyed because I didn't want to. You definitely did not want to have a situation where they killed Will after the big deal that we have made about him coming out on Mars. That would be super tone deaf, right? Um, So I enjoy that they just—it's just about them sort of getting over their problems, and we'll sort of see whether or not Roland is able to let go of some of his prejudices in the last couple episodes. 
Uh, and then that kind of leads us to this last scene. Oh, I forgot to mention, uh, Alexi has some serious problems. <gasps> he has some I, I, poor guy. I think they set this up well. You see him with a headache. He th- you see him throwing up. He's taking pills, you know, because he's not and, feeling great. And I think to myself, he has a he has a brain injury, right? Yeah. But what what are you gonna do? Stop. Um, yep. There's there's no time to stop. But by the time he gets back, he is falling apart. And um, they're essentially going to drill into his head to yeah, relieve the yeah. pressure. And he, and he uh, will just leap leap ahead for this little moment. He dies. It's really sad. Kelly cries. Yeah. I like that guy. I like yeah, Alexi. Me too. But I uh, thought he was going to live. Well, he's sort of going to live on, <laughs> as uh, we learn in the yeah, uh, the maybe. bombshell the bombshell that we get at the end of this episode, uh, which is that so they need a blood transfusion while they are operating on him. And Kelly is the right blood type, apparently. And so they, they test her. And uh, the, the, the Russians, because the, the doctor that they have left is Russian, uh, discovers <laughs> that she's pregnant. But she doesn't know. And they decide they have to tell, in this order, Moscow. <laughs> and then Danielle, basically. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but not Kelly. Uh, because as they say, this is going to cause some problems. And yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's more than that too, right? Because it's not just this will cause some problems and puts us at risk. But what the Russian commander says is, "You know what to do." Mm-hmm. So he's basically yeah. giving him an order. I'm not sure they brought any, you know, abortion pills on <laughs> on the Mars. Right. Well, maybe they did. Actually, that maybe that's a thing you should bring when you've got men and women mm-hmm. going on an extended space journey. Yeah. Well, I don't if know. you're not going to bring, you know, the stuff you need to take care of a child, which you definitely don't have, yeah. probably. Yeah. Uh, you know, we are, but I think I have a sneaking suspicion that we may have to figure out how they're going to deal with that situation. And of course, yes. as we mentioned earlier, they don't have the MSAM because it's buried. So they can't get back to. Yes. Phoenix. That that is right? a that is another that is big problem going there. on right now is their escape route, their route home is stopped, is blocked right now. And how do they deal with that? Cuz they probably cannot survive on Mars for an extended period of time. They're going to need to get find a way to unbury the MSAM or something in or order fix, to get back uh, up. fix Sojourner. Yeah, maybe. Which is the other option. Uh because those are the only two things on the planet that can actually get off the planet potentially. <laughs> Uh, or they'll have to wait for you know somebody on Earth to send them a new ship, which is going to take a while, uh, probably because they don't like have one lying around. Like, oh yeah, we got this uh, got this extra one. We'll just ship that out to you. Uh, Amazon showed up in two days. You're all good. Sure. Um, I also my favorite note about this episode, which I loved, was at the end when Margot is closing up the room where they were doing all their brainstorming at NASA. Uh, I enjoy that NASA runs on Domino's. Uh, that's some big empty Domino's pizza. <laughs> <laughs> it's sure. not a vending machine, but sure, that's about as close as it gets. Um, but yeah, I think that covers most of the the high points. There's a lot going on in this episode, and it definitely has that same feeling that we got. I think right towards the end of last season, where it's like. Threads are tying together. There's a brief bit also. Um, Alita asks Bill about whether or not the Russians have ever mentioned Margot. Right. Yeah. So that's still brewing as well, as she knows that Margot is somehow connected to leaking information to the Russians, but she has not sort of confirmed her hypothesis yet and is still trying to ferret out information about that. So that shoe is definitely going to come clanking down yeah. in the next week or two. For sure. 
for sure. I really like the scene where they're planting the explosives in the lava tube, by the way. Mm-hmm. I thought that was, yeah. I think that's really great, which lets us, then they get to that boom moment and they, and they get Ed out and they, they, uh, they save him, but Alexi has died and all of that. But like, I like that moment where the, it's just very tense, right? Cause they could kill these mm-hmm. characters. They, I mean, yeah, exactly. Whatever. It's, it's really well done. Yeah. This uh, entire episode is very tight and very tense and in a way that w- what's fun about it too, is we've seen a lot of episodes where it take place in space that are really tense and some episodes on the moon, like, but it like, you know, we're doing this on the planet. There's still a lot of danger. There's no atmosphere. Yeah. There's all this. Well, there know, is atmosphere. And, it's just not, you know, sorry, you there's not breathe breathable it. atmosphere. Yeah. Like, yeah, all this, it's, it's a good building of tension and it sets up a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of consequences to come in the next couple of weeks. Hard to imagine. I mean, this, I like, I've, I praise the pace of this show, but like the only two episodes left. Oh, there's yeah, so much. Right. A lot to do. A lot yeah. to do. And then I guess we're on to the 2000s next season. I guess. I guess. It's weird. It seems recent. <laughs> I know, right? But it's not. It's not. It's a long time ago. Well, that's it. That's what we got for this All week's right. episode of NASA Vending Machines. Still no vending machines, as you said. Nothing no, on Mars. I just Maybe next now. week, maybe Alita will be standing at the vending machine and realize how Margot passed the information to the Russians. Who knows? Maybe. Anything could, anything could happen. But uh, we... Uh, We'll be back to cover that on NASA Vending Machines. Yes, we and, will. Uh, and look forward to that. And until then, I guess we say goodbye. Das Vidanya, Jason. Das Vidanya, Dan. Dan.